Hi, welcome back to Familiar Strangers, uh, episode 18. It was Mental Health Awareness Month uh, in May. It's now June. Uh, we got some great feedback on our last episode about mental health. I'm really thankful for people sharing stories with us, as always. Um, I feel like right now, especially for me, I know personally, um, I was just telling Austin that it's when I don't have a routine and I don't have like a steady steady day of things going it just derails me and that's kind of how i've been feeling lately just like settling into a new place getting adjusted off of a different or on a different routine off my old routine it's just like oh my mind is like doing flips and it's weird and i i really get angry about it but i'm aware of it i'm trying to do things to to help myself out and one of those is just working out and, and working some of that anxiousness, anxiousness off. And also, I have Emmy here with me now, so it's it's been fun taking her for walks and just making her have some joy and bring me a little bit of joy uh, with that. But uh, it's summertime, so it's great. I can be outside. Uh, things Routines will come. Routines will go. It's just, just keep staying the course, everybody. You can do it. With that being said, it's... Um, Today is June 2nd. Uh, I know I'm not on a routine. I don't know the dates. <laughs> I know you're talking about not being on a routine, and I feel like I'm just getting, like, on finally getting used to my routine. It's like really early Monday, Wednesday mornings, and then usually later classes on Tuesday, Thursdays. And it's been an adjustment, definitely. Today was, I think I was recovering from Memorial Day weekend. It, I uh, I took like a three hour nap, but I only get like five hours of sleep because I try to stay up and watch a little bit of the basketball games and, you know, just, I just am up late almost always. Like I've always been like that. So Yeah, you've always been a night owl. I've been consistently like going to bed early and then these playoff games have come on and I've just been trying to stay up late <laughs> and I fall asleep usually before halftime and then. It's like I'm taking the dogs out afterwards, and then I'm tired in the morning. So I'm like, fuck, I think you're better off just skipping the basketball games and checking the highlights. <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot of days, too. I'll just wake up and watch the sports center or whatever, then watch, or just look for the scores online, even. Yeah. If I'm just... Yeah, typically, typically I just watch, uh, I get Bleacher Report notifications, and I just watch, the, like, the main highlights. Yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, it's a special day coming up, uh, Saturday, uh, June 5th. It is our mom, Lisa's birthday. Um, anytime that you have a parent that gets to see another birthday, I, it's just, it makes me very thankful because I think of, uh, my friends and, and people I know that aren't as, aren't as lucky as we are to still, still have both of our parents, still have both of our maternal grandparents. So, it's a really special day. So with that being said, I wanted to do, ask you, Austin. Um, obviously, I, my, my, I'm a, I'd consider myself a mama's boy, but also a daddy's boy. So it's like <laughs> I, I equal there. But we spent so much time with mom, people would probably say I'm more of a mama's boy. Yeah. But what's an attribute that you love about mom uh, coming up on her birthday here? What's something that you love about her? Yeah, first off, happy birthday, mom. And um we hope you listen to this we 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 love you and um appreciate everything you do first and foremost and um i would say 
an attribute that of hers that is probably better than any other mom and like I've been around a lot of families and got to know a lot of moms pretty well um but mom's like tenderness and in the way she's there for us and um you know it's like an unwavering love and support and uh, we can always turn to her in any moment any time and she knows that so I would say that's probably my favorite one of hers is there's plenty to name but and I'm sure anybody could attest to that that has came in contact with her um she's just a good human being yeah I agree she's got a, a very selfless attitude and 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 also very happy-go-lucky and I think that for me that's something an attribute that I really love about her and I think other people could attest to that just if you've crossed paths with my mom you know it feels like uh, she's probably been your friend or your mom forever. She just has a, a real care for people and especially uh, a strong connection to us as her children, which that motherly love is, is an overwhelming feeling, but she, she loves to give that feeling to our friends and, and other people that we're associated with as well. Um, I always love having my friends meet mom for the first time just because I know she's not going to be too awkward. She's going to be silly. She's going to, she's going to love them just because she knows that we do. Um, and that's yeah, something she's that, welcoming. that's Very something welcoming. I really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. What so. is, what is, um, what's a attribute that you think you've taken from mom or has influenced your life in a positive way? Um, I mean, I feel like I'm really, down to earth like I can relate to a lot of people I feel like mom's that same way like you you know how it was for her working um, pretty much smack dab in the middle of our high school and always had kids coming in and out of her office so she engaged with a lot of kids and I felt like the ones that really like appreciated her the most and like um you know uh kind of took advantage of how like nice she can be and she's a good listener um she uh i feel like she just attracted some some kids from some rough homes and um it's it was cool to see that like that side of mom too yeah i felt like she was kind of like a pseudo mom to a lot of a lot of kids at at school it was always fun to go into her office and she's like my mom so the way i communicate with her and then is a lot different than when you see a, a random student come in there and start talking to her, but you can see that connection that she's built with them just on a daily basis of them coming in and pestering and bothering her, but she's very, very patient. Sometimes to a fault, like patient, you know, doesn't always know when to like tell somebody like, oh, I got to get work done or oh, I have a responsibility because she's we're just so thoughtful that she doesn't want to feel like she shorts you. Yeah. You know, and I think, and I think that's why kids really appreciated her and, and it was kind of a safe space um, for them to go to. Uh, and, and it's, it's weird to say like, oh, I'm like so proud of that, but it was like an attribute that I know we probably, all three of us probably took from her, but I'm really proud. I was always really proud to see like other students come in there and just to see her interactions with them. Yeah, definitely. It was really cool to see, like, just like you said, she's very welcoming to anybody, but like the friend, like any friends that we've had that were ever close, she's been um really welcoming too and and everybody always loves her mom I feel like I mean I I can ag agree that she's just 
an outstanding woman and um you know we don't always uplift her we do tend to uh to point out her faults which each of each of us has our own so um she understands that though she grew up in a household of all boys and she (laughs) she got tough because she had to yeah yeah i feel like she's got tough skin uh especially because we have a little bit of dad's attributes too where we're we're sometimes very grumpy and just just mean but she takes it in stride and and i appreciate and i'm thankful for for her for that it's funny to see like her and like grandma and grandpa i was always when we were kids and they would come down and stay the night at our house because they didn't always live near us so they'd stay with us for you know sometimes a weekend or five days or a week just yeah depending on the on the situation but I always thought it was funny because you, we could turn on Sunday night Extreme Home Makeover, which was a <laughs> you know, cool show, and you just you're watching, and like I can feel like it tugging on my heart because I have that too. But you look over and Grandpa's sobbing, Mom's sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> the the emotional side, yeah, we definitely get from from Mom's side of the family. It's it's something it, <laughs> that uh, that we saw Kurt just play at his wedding. It was pretty funny oh, because yeah. Kurt always seems seemed like the toughest one of out of all of us, and he's over. He can't hold it any. He can't hold his emotions in either. So, yeah, that's definitely one attribute we get from that side yeah, too. Yeah, we wear it on our sleeves. It's like we can. We don't. We know. I I haven't cried because I've been physically hurt and since I was a child. But there's been many times where I'm just watching things or talking to a kid or, or doing something and it's just like the tears are right there and I'm like oh my god like I try not to be super soft I try to be like this hard person and it's just like it's it's just not who we are really it's just you know it's just no I agree with built, that it's built in us <laughs> yeah definitely it's cool it's also it's a curse and a blessing <laughs> agreed agreed when you don't want when you don't want your eyes to be filled with tears and they are and it's like oh but that's something that people 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 that know us can appreciate that for sure yeah definitely so i uh i started i started this book it was actually shout out to uh my boy stanley josh stanley who's a good height was a great friend in high school and we kind of keep in touch here and there um through social media he shared a, a book with me uh, a while back, and I'm, I finally have gotten started on it. It's called Immortality Immortality Key by Brian. I'm going to butcher his last name. Maraskew. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I actually listened yeah. to this guy on Joe. He was really cool. Hell, yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to it. But his book is about um, the the lost religion of Greece. Um, and it's kind of about... Also, I'm I'm not too far in. I'm only like 50 pages in, but I've already got I've already taken in so much information that I just love. But it's about uh, kind of the effects of psychedelic practices in old religion and and how they could have impacted uh, the religions that we see today. It just talks about like the fall of Greece and the rise of Catholicism and and how they kind of destroyed uh, ancient history. Yeah, uh, and it's pretty much kind of like uh, it's it's the same old same old shit that we're still seeing. In history, it's just like wars and fights, political fights and everything over these certain topics. And it's just like 
It's a it's a good book. Uh, the first quote that I saw that I really liked um, was, "If you die before you die, you won't die when you die." And it's kind of kind of open to your own interpretation, but it's kind of just like. Well, how do you interpretate you, that? I interpretate it as like these people were having such, and, and people that are very religious could probably attest to this is just having such strong experiences that they became less afraid of death and they knew that there was yeah. more to life they knew there was they know there's more to life than just dying and, and nothing happens and we've kind of had that debate before because i i've often said to you like oh when you die you just die it's like when a blade of grass dies do you think that has another life it's a living thing what makes us any different than that yeah definitely i don't i don't think anything does i i mean i agree that with your interpretation of it because i think when you die or like if you have a near-death experience even um like taking a very literal if you have a near-death experience before you die it's almost like a flash of life like when people say they see see their life flash past their eyes it's like a real thing it's like something i've experienced a couple times now and it's not very fun um it's like one of those things that leaves your mind shaken up for days because you you just don't feel right it's it's weird it's probably if i had to relate it to something um it's probably like seeing or witnessing somebody's um own life get taken or or something like that like in a in a bad scenario and it's just it's wild it's i don't know have you have you ever had an experience like that where you... i haven't really had i haven't really had a near-death experience where i feel like i've had my life flash before my eyes but like this book uh is he studied and and did a, a ton of research on psychedelics and like the practices like these secret practices that they would hold um, where they would bring people together and they could have this experience where they would, they would like brew beer or, um, like psychedelic, they, uh, they have found proof where it was like psychedelic beer or, um, psychedelic mushrooms, some, some sort oh, of, oh yeah, yeah, you're bringing back a lot of memories from what I heard this guy talk about. That was, that was a really cool podcast actually. You, you'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, yeah, for sure. because he, um, talks about how like they found fragments of like um yeah psychedelics like magic mushrooms and um god what's that other what's the other one that's really natural that i can't think of not dmt yep. but uh, DMT? no oh um uh oh fuck i'm drawing a blank here ayahuasca Mexi yeah ayahuasca yeah yeah it's big in mexico isn't it um uh south america you can probably find it you can find it lots of places but i think it grows naturally in south america yeah if i'm wrong i apologize i'm just kind of going off of knowledge i've learned and it's been a while yeah which anything we say on here is never 100 percent factual and you should make sure that you do your own research before you listen to our dumb asses too <laughs> you know like that's one thing that i like about um joe's podcast and i can really kind of relate to it's like I'm just kind of like a regular ass person that's like kind of a dumbass just like anybody else and you know I'm up here I mean we give advice 
we don't give a, a ton of advice not like every episode we're always trying to tell people what they should do and what they shouldn't do but i think we give pretty fair and uh and like not trying to harm anybody type of advice so that's one good exactly thing. <laughs> and, the, and the best part the best part like when we do give advice a lot of times we're giving advice on things that we have experience in we're not just kind of telling we're you know there's that old cliche saying it's uh do as I say, not as I do. And it's kind of like we try to give advice on things that we have experience with and not not just kind of speculate. But the one thing I really liked about um, this book is he has never actually used any psychedelic substances so that he could stay completely unbiased. So he is just going off of information that he has learned and researched and worked with other um doctors and, and researchers so i think that's a very hard thing to do probably researching it because you would always want to know but also i think it was probably in this this time and in, in this age if he wanted to be taken seriously it was probably a great idea yeah definitely i think it was a, a great idea to stay unbiased because i feel like anytime you you've done something or do something you can be biased towards it um i know people have a lot of bad um experiences with uh i mean psychedelics and um you know other there's different other compounds to dmt and uh, lsd and everything else that people will take recreationally um but you gotta imagine like out of the amount of people and the amount of stuff that gets made, that's going to happen once in a while. There's going to be bad um, people out there, too, making bad things. Um, so it sucks, like, if, if he did it and had a bad trip and then he, you know, he could be biased towards the, the wrong or, like, a bad side of it and not how it can harm us and um, exactly. instead of focusing on the good things. Exactly uh it's kind of it's kind of awesome too because the book is uh i i can't tell you exactly when it was released but it talks about COVID 19 in it so it's interesting because he references old times when they were going through pandemics and seeing the effect that it had and kind of relating it to now um but one more good quote excerpt from the book and then i'll stop stop quoting things but i thought this was really good in, in this day and age uh in the current climate that we are in talking about compromise uh, between uh, different sides. And he says, as with any good compromise, there will be plenty of disappointments on both sides. People of reason may have to concede that modern science has its limits. Not everything can be weighed or measured. People of faith may have to admit that we can no longer afford legend over history or obedience over curiosity. So he's kind of talking about that compromise between the big debate of science and religion where we're seeing a huge division and, and kind of finding that middle ground. And I, I think people tend to get stuck in their ideas and try to marry them and, and carry with them with them forever. And it's like your your brain is, is fluid just like anything else. You're allowed to change your ideas. You're allowed to open your own mind. But when you close it, you're you're limiting yourself to only one type of experience or a very narrow type of experience when everybody sees the world through a different lens and everybody has their own unique experiences and and that kind of just goes right back to something that we talked about last week and in previous episodes it's like that empathy for that 
for others' ideas and that there's more to this world than just exactly what you believe. Yeah, there's way more than just us. And, like, people are very selfish in this day and age. And, I mean, you can probably attest to it, too. Like, there is times where I find myself being selfish and I'm trying to now, like, reverse that and trying to see things from a different side and not get so mad right away. Um, You know, just taking a step back and kind of assessing a situation before reacting. Um, I know that could do the world a lot of good, I feel. And it's something that is like, it's a tool just like anything else, just like empathy or just like, um, you know, being able to listen or or anything like that. Um, It's a tool. It's something that you, you kind of work on or are kind of gifted with and and find yourself doing in your life and um I really don't know where I was going with that but (laughs) (laughs) I uh I had uh Becky and I went down to North Carolina last weekend and and kind of changing subjects here but staying on topic at the same time visited Nick which was Nick and Mackenzie which was an amazing time we had we had a lot of fun uh catching up it felt so good to it, it was such a relief just like being with someone that knows you really well, but also we've both grown so much and just kind of, you know, picking up where we left off, but also like getting to know, you know, where we're the last two years, like what has happened in our lives, you know? But, uh, one thing, uh, just kind of sharing him and I talking is something that I've always appreciated about him is his honesty. And I think having friends like that that are, are really honest are is really important. Uh, he kind of has a I don't give a fuck attitude. <laughs> and it kind of goes with his with his work, that his line of work that he's in now. Um, but something that I was super proud to hear him say was, he's like, I have feel like I have found more balance in my life where I have that, that attitude at work, but I can't bring that attitude home and expect my relationships in my home life to prosper be with that type of attitude. And it takes a lot of growth for someone to admit something like that. So yeah. I was, I was su- super proud of him. I, I was like, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm glad to hear that. I was, uh, actually going to ask you how, how do you, how, how was your trip anyway? Oh, it was great. The dogs had a blast. They had so much fun. <laughs> he has a dog? A yeah, he has a dog named, uh, a girl dog named Charlie. Uh, and she's a big ball of energy, but her and Em were like best friends instantly. I honestly haven't seen Emmy be that much <laughs> of a puppy again in a long time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, usually, because like with Lena and um, Lena and Maggie and Matt, Malcolm, She's just, like, kind of the mom, but then when she got with Charlie, she was just, like, so happy. I'm pretty sure they're lesbians. <laughs> if, uh, if, I guess if Emmy was a human, I would definitely probably say she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she a... She fucking hate, she hates males, so I think so. Yeah. Like, we got there, and we sat down at their kitchen table, and that's pretty much where we spent most of our time, just... The four of us sitting at the table just talking and sharing stories and experiences and dreams and goals and it's like this is what this is what friendship should be you know supporting one another 
catching up with one another, telling old stories and laughing about them and, and seeing how far we've come as, as individuals from, especially with him, because, you know, we grew up next door to each other. So we've seen some of the best times together and some of the worst time, the worst, worst times too. He, <laughs> he, got, he got reminiscing about a story. He was, he, he loves to bring this one up, but we got, we got into it one time and, uh, <laughs> I called him fat. I said, I can't remember exactly verbatim what I said, but I called him fat anyways. And he got all pissed off and he's like, I'm taking you out of all of my scrapbooks. <laughs> <laughs> and he charged home and took me, took any picture that I was in out. <laughs> That's like going to your phone and deleting every picture you have with a person now though, if you think about it, <laughs> just the old it school is. version. <laughs> oh man. So, That's funny. Yeah, we love to talk about that story. I bet but, he was he's a he's a dude that's full of energy and always like got me fired up talking to him, so it's always good yeah. to it's always good to yeah. um see him and Yeah, we kept it pretty between the lines and and it was really chill and we just enjoyed it. We were really thankful. The the drive home was really smooth. We got to go uh, through Washington D.C. at night. Yeah. So we could see like the Washington Monument, the Air Force uh, exhibit. We could see the Capitol lit up. It was. That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That's about as much as I'd want to see for the for government buildings is driving by them. Like I'm not a. I just don't really desire to to do that. I would love to go to D.C. when um, I come there at some point. Uh, I'm about to actually. That, that brings me to another subject of I'm about to come join you in Baltimore for a weekend and I mean I'm looking forward to it so um, what do you uh, mom and dad keep asking what you have planned for me I'm like I don't know Josh is will probably just play it by ear do whatever <laughs> do whatever like we usually do yeah I know that's what uh, Becky and I were talking it's just it's super easy to plan like for you and Danielle because I know how you guys like to function. It's very similar to us. It's just kind of go with the flow, but we have some good restaurants in mind, get you guys some good seafood, probably some peel-and-eat shrimp, some crab cakes. We've got some coffee shops, uh, one that we know we really like and one that maybe one or two that we haven't tried yet that we would we would like to. Ice uh, cream place you've sent me now. Yeah, ice cream place that has a shitload of flavors. Um, and oh, they God. do puppy cones, so the dogs would be happy. But yeah, just kind of do a little do a little tour of the city, uh, some of the Inner Harbor neighborhoods, and kind of get show you guys around, get a feel for you know what the the vibe of the city is. Uh, yeah, and just and just chill and, and spend time together, which is something that we were robbed of when we were in Hong Kong. So yeah, just looking forward to yeah, being be, with you guys. It'll be finally really cool to see you guys in a different place. Like I've only ever. Like, obviously, you've lived in different places now, and I've went and visited you, but never in the last two-plus years. And I finally get to see you kind of in a different atmosphere, in a different um, place. You're in an apartment. Um, you know, it, it's going to be cool to to kind of watch you and and see what it's like. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's definitely, I feel like it's two years. It's weird to say that number just because... I may have mentioned this before, but my memory has become just very shit. <laughs> I, I feel very like jello. As a, 
as a young person, I just had uh, a great memory. Just I could recall stories, but then moving and kind of moving around the world and just entering a different time period of my life, I feel like I compartmentalized so many things that my memory is just well. It's a new shit. chapter. It's a new chapter yeah. in the book. You close the old chapter to open a new one, and like granted, you you can remember things here and there of what you just read in a book in a chapter, but you're right. looking forward to the present and you know what's in store right now and and in the near future yeah no so it's gonna be it'll be fun to like take you guys around because it felt like when i was with mom and dad it's it's the roles are now i'm at that point in my life where my like the roles are reversed it's like you know i'll lead you guys around i'll we'll show you this we'll show you that like i'll take care of it like my assertiveness has increased a ton and i think living outside of definitely moving away from home is is really beneficial for everybody and nick and i were talking about this just like how blinded you can be by so many so many things that you don't even realize until you disconnect a little bit from from that said place yeah so you know we were just him and i were just chatting about that and how much growth can come from it and oh yeah and you still you still hold those same values and those same um, simple things that you love, but also you grow a ton just going outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's what, one thing. I think you've already said it before is that everybody, um, regardless of how you've grown up or how, I mean, I know like it's it's hard to do for some people, but like I think anybody and everybody should move out of their hometown or move out of even like, their home even remote area they should go to a whole nother place like we have 50 states in the united states you might as well experience like more than one um it's it's something that i can't wait to do and like have the be able to afford to do because i do want to live in a warmer place for at least some some time um kind of gain in different experience you know yeah that's one thing i always appreciate about mom and dad too is uh, I was telling Becky the other day when I was getting ready to move to Hong Kong and now like being back and talking with people and being back around home, I know that that idea of me moving sounded absurd, but it didn't seem, it didn't seem crazy to me because it was like that, that was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But, but now thinking back on it, I'm like, man, it is pretty absurd. <laughs> like, yeah. It I mean, is. I understand why people. I understand why people thought that, but also at the same time, it's like, you know, that 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 experience is invaluable to anything else I've done. It's just like it can't compare. You know, like how much it will change you as a person, not change you as a person, but just how much it will kind of steer you in a different direction and the way you think and the and the way you function and and how much more self-reliant you become. But I always appreciated mom and dad because anytime I wanted to move or go places, they always said home, home's always going to be here. You can always come back. Yeah. Which is and really I, nice. And I, yeah. Which is really nice that we have supporting parents like that. But at the same time for anybody else, it's like you, you have, in a, just you know a limited amount of time on this earth and if you never go out of your comfort zone you know you may never understand what you could achieve or the things that you could do and and like you said it's not like you 
the fit there there's 50 states they're so big but also like the state the states are big inside themselves it's like different cities different towns different places like just try something different do something new if it's for a couple of months and and you don't you're not digging it then you can try something else yeah yeah you don't have to commit a hundred percent just try new things and if you don't like it you know you can revert back to what works for you it's kind exactly. of it's it's definitely an experience everyone should gain i feel like in their lifetime so kind of switching topics here uh i just kind of want to talk about this kind of quickly but also um as in-depth as <laughs> as in-depth as as much knowledge as i have on it um we get we get messages from people uh and i got another i got we got a message from uh shout out to tony uh another girl that i graduated with um, just kind of giving us an update on our on our life and how much she appreciates what we're doing and, and i'm really thankful for that but something she had some interest in and was asking some questions about is uh intermittent fasting um she uh just has been trying had been trying to find something that would work for her and she said that that has been the most successful uh weight management um tool for her is intermittent fasting yeah um i know some basic information about it and i also um intermittent fast myself sometimes so to just kind of start it off there's a few different kinds of fasting so there's um alternate day fasting so that would mean you eat a normal diet one day and then you completely fast or have a small meal the next day. So when I say a small meal, like under 500 calories in a day, um, I don't usually, if I'm fasting, I don't usually do this because I, I get really grumpy to be honest and I just don't feel good. Um, but it can be, I, I don't, the, the tricky line with fasting is doing it correctly or, feeding into an eating disorder yeah yeah there you can cross that line pretty quick uh i think i think intermittent fasting is a great tool if, especially if you're using um it as a means of kind of controlling how much you eat which it seems like people are doing more and more of um i i don't think it's a bad thing honestly i think that can you know really help some people uh not eat so much and um, you know, kind of control their weight, their where they're at and weight without having to, you know, work super hard to keep it off or, or something like that. So there is two methods to doing it. There's actually, I think there's more than two, but the two main yeah, ones are the, the 16-8 method and the 5-2 method. Um, I know you can speak on these two, Josh. Uh, so like just based on like the time you go to bed, you have like an eight hour time. Uh, eight hour window of eating so like 12 like if this is this is more closely related to kind of the fasting that i do i have terrible self-control at night um but 16 and 8 <laughs> so you have 16 hours of not eating an eight hour window each day to eat like noon to 8 p.m okay and then the 5-2 method is you eat regular five, five days, days out of the week and yep, fast you for normal two. five days a week and fast two days a week which fasting and people don't uh, really realize um, fasting isn't just drinking water, not eating anything. Um, a lot of times people eat really, really just low calorie. So it'd be like a f 
200 to 500 calorie day where they eat really, really light, do drink a lot of water, um, but also I think they have tea and different things too. Um, that's that's something that people really don't understand and know. Yeah, and it's also important, like if you're if you're active, uh, like on if you're if you're doing like say a, a five to five and two fasting, like you have to be careful because your body also has important vitamins and min- vitamins and minerals that it needs uh, to function. So if you're fasting for two days and and you run a marathon it's probably the results are not going to be good it's going to it's going to be very dangerous so um like for me i i think what i like to do is as soon as and we've spoke on this before as soon as i wake up i try to drink water Uh, i don't try i do i drink water and i usually have coffee in the morning coffee is a, a great drink to start stimulate metabolism uh, if you're not putting a lot of creamer in or no added sugar or anything, it doesn't really have any negative effects. Um, but a lot of people just get on a routine of like, oh, I eat as soon as I wake up or I eat at this time, eat at this time, eat at that time. But like realistically, your body doesn't – your body can function when you wake up for a while before you need to eat. And that's why when I wake up, I drink water. Um, and in high school, I wake up – I would wake up and eat cereal, eat waffles eat just pop tarts just <laughs> any <bars> garbage <laughs> any garbage i was laying around you know um yeah. but like now like right now especially since i'm i'm not working i i've been waiting like just really been able to wait until after noon or later to really have a, a meal um and then i usually don't close my window at eight i struggle with that i eat cereal at 10 and <laughs> and but I also also uh, it helps my self-control that's what I like about it for me it helps my self-control it's like the mindless eating in the morning or the mindless eating in the afternoon and just like makes me more aware and more conscious of it yeah Uh, there's sites that uh, show that fasting helps reduce inflammation in the body which a lot of people uh, don't understand that inflammation is one of the key factors in a lot of uh, disease or a lot of sicknesses so um, sometimes fasting can help with that I just heard uh, I listened to George St. Pierre um, Joe Rogan not that long ago and, yeah the fighter and he's a yeah, he's a former UFC fighter from Canada just a, a badass yeah um, yep. that dude's a fucking animal yeah but over the course of his career he uh, after I think it was during one of his training camps he was having stomach issues and then ended up getting diagnosed with colitis, um, which can be very difficult. I've known a couple of people with colitis and just how tough their day to day is, uh, especially when they first get diagnosed, like just always going to the bath, always running to the bathroom and, and just miserable. Yeah. Um, but he said that he said that fasting has really, really helped his symptoms and to the point where he doesn't really need to take medication anymore he just has scheduled fast at certain points in the year and it's really helped him and there's a lot of stories out there like that um it's obviously in certain religions they they you do fasting um so it's a practice that has been around for a really long time and is gaining a lot of research and knowledge uh, on, in terms of weight management and, and overall physical health, mm-hmm. um, but if you're interested, if you're interested in it, 
it's it's about as effective as a typical low calorie diet for weight loss, um, and it's safe for most people, but not for everyone. Uh, skipping meals might not be the best way to manage your weight, um, just because sometimes people then go in the opposite direction where they fast and then they they gorge themselves afterwards and and then just kind of lose all self control. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you're considering it, uh, definitely do your research. Like we said earlier, we're just a couple of dummies, so uh, <laughs> do your research before starting any type of diet or any type of weight management. Yep, yep, I agree. Take everything we say with a grain of salt, but I think it is a it's a good tool. Uh, it's not something that I ever really do myself, and I don't think I ever will. But uh, I I know, it, like you said, it's a it's practiced in in religion. I've seen a lot of questions about it lately, and like a lot of people that work out, um, asking questions of like when they should eat. Should they eat right before or right after? And um, I think the general consensus consensus is that either one's all right. Um, if you want to have more energy during a workout, though, eating before is probably your best bet, and then waiting, you know, thirty minutes to an hour to let it kind of digest is a is a good way to do it. So I've seen some questions like that, and I I don't know. I think uh, I think it's a good a good tool. I I wouldn't do anything super strenuous on days that you're not eating um, much or on. If you don't feel good anyway from it, I would recommend not doing it. It's just, it's like anything. Um, you kind of got to do it, engage it, and see how you feel. But I think the elimination diet is, is probably the way to go. Um, do you know what I'm talking about, Josh? The elimination diet? That's where, um, so you would just take out like one or two items that you eat pretty daily um, you take it out of your diet, whether it be like milk and like just dairy in general, um, or some type of meat and you just kind of gauge how you feel. Um, you wait like a week or two, see if anything feels better or clears up or anything like that. Like skin can clear up sometimes, um, by doing this, you just kind of slowly remove items, um, and, and try and see if anything kind of messes with your, your hormones and your body. Um, that's probably my, I would say the safest way to go for any type of diet. If you want to see, uh, kind of where, where you should be or what, what fits your body the best. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. Elimination, eliminating things like that are your daily habits. Uh, yeah, definitely have done that. (laughs) Yeah. Most people do that Uh, without even, yeah, without, even needing to to be told about it because like maybe they eat like i know after any time i eat anything really high sugar i feel really really shitty um for like 24 to 48 hours so i try to stay away from high sugar foods um so that's like that's definitely one thing that i've um, eliminated i feel like there's a lot of things that people should try that with and see where they're at because i know like it can clear up acne and like eczema and different things just trying to trying to find a good diet that fits you um we've talked a little bit on here about diets haven't we 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 discussed pretty much ones that we didn't like or didn't think were were good but like was there any other diets that you think are kind of a a good option like i myself would say the like the mediterranean diet or the you know the um pescatarian diet is a really good way 
to kind of eat healthier? Yeah, I think um, just just really in terms of an American diet, just learning about the food choices and, and, and a little bit of nutrition. You don't need to be an expert, but just figuring out that you can replace, eliminate some foods and replace them with healthier options and you can actually eat more food uh, is really important. Um, just in, in getting more fret, whole fruits and vegetables in your mm-hmm. diet. I, I know we've said before, like I, I'm diet culture is really weird because they sometimes push an agenda and we live in a capitalist economy. So people are trying to make a dollar. So they'll tell you a lot of bullshit just to try to get your money. Um, but just really, really just ch- trying things out and doing your research, uh, kind of going back to Tony, something that she said that I, I really appreciate and I hope she doesn't mind if I share it, but just, She's, she said she's trying to turn her life into healthier choices and she's going at her pace and what works for her. And that's really what it's about. It's like, you know, testing these things that you do your research on, trying it out, eliminating things, adding things in, seeing how you feel, uh, and then in, in finding, finding what's best for you. Not everybody, mm-hmm. everybody's body is different. So what works for me? might not work for you what works for you might not work for another person so that's important to understand but i also i also think um like becky and i have talked about um having like blood tests done and seeing what we're you know low in high in and then kind of being able to adjust adjust our diets from there yeah Uh, just kind of to learn more like our technology in today's world is so much better than the past that it's I know people hate going to the doctor and you told me the one time I'm my goal is to never go to the doctor. I'm like, well, that's how I used to be too. when I was young and now as I'm getting older, I'm like, yeah, they could probably help me. <laughs> yeah. Not that like, I agree. I think getting like blood work done and, um, kind of checking in on your body every, like every year is a good thing. Um, if not like every, at least every couple of years, just getting an annual check done. Um, I agree with I just really I mean like trying to stay away from the doctor in the in the sense that my diet is so is so balanced and like I work out enough and I get enough um, zinc and vitamin C and different things that I like never am sick like I don't ever I hate being sick it's miserable I get really bad migraines and like I just hate being sick so that's kind of my goal is to is to always try and stay somewhat um you know, healthy. I, I think I know I'm going to have to go to the doctor at some point. It's just one place I try to stay away from just like the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're both good for you. Getting your teeth cleaned and, and, uh, checked out is good for you too. So you don't have to have dentures someday. Yep. It is. <laughs> Which I just went to the dentist and I mean, they always, they almost always tell me I have really nice teeth. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. I, I brush and floss. <laughs> yeah, that's what people are always like. Oh, you have such nice teeth. Like, how did you do it? I was like, well, I can't take much credit. My parents paid a lot of money for these teeth. Oh yeah, same, same. I, I would have some <laughs> janky ass teeth if mom and dad didn't go out of their way to get me braces. I mean, all of us, honestly, all of us had to get braces. Just uh, weren't yeah. weren't blessed with very straight teeth. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's uh, wrap up here. Um, I think the last thing uh, I just kind of now that I've I have ta- a lot of time. I've been listening 
listening to a lot of different things, a lot of different music, and listening to some podcasts, doing some reading. So uh, what's something that you've listened to, watched, a uh, recommendation that you could give everybody uh, that could entertain them or be beneficial for them? Anything, really? Uh, actually, I was actually going to really... Uh, I wanted to recommend the Neil deGrasse Tyson on Joe Rogan. That one is really, really good. Um, and then I listened to another one today. Uh, it was a it was a mind pump podcast, which is the like the number one fitness and health podcast. I, I like to listen to those guys sometimes. Um, they were talking about how why women should go on a um, calorie surplus or a bulk. Um, why they why women should do it. And they brought up a lot of really good points, and um, I I would urge a lot of my clients to listen to it. I'm actually probably going to send a few of them in because um, it's something that a lot of women a lot of women do is they eat in a calorie calorie deficit. You know, they do a lot of cardio. They try to lose weight. They try to just you know work it like work it off. They they do a lot, and um, these guys talk about how important it is to build muscle and um that how that builds your metabolism and in the end you'll be able to eat more i mean you think about me josh um like speaking from personal experience jesus i feel like i can um go off the rails like saturday sunday sometimes and just go ham and it's fine because i have you know i and i always come back to working out hard too um, which helps it's like building muscle is the best way to stay skinny yeah, there's that balance of, of muscle building, cardio, that, just being overall overall well-balanced uh, in terms of your physical health is really important. But yeah, I think a lot of girls are more susceptible growing up in our society to eating disorders. Um, not that guys can't because they do as well, but that's a good point. I think a lot of girls are at a deficit and they're like, you know, trying to say, stay really skinny and really small or... Uh, you know, just restrict restriction diet, and it's actually could do more damage than uh, positives. You know. Yeah. I remember a story when I was at Central. There was a girl that passed away because she she had an eating disorder, um, but yeah, she ended up having uh, kidney failure and, and died in her sleep, and it was just like a tragic story, just because she was trying to 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 fit a mold and. And that's not the healthy way to do it. No, not at all. Um, did you have any recommendations? Have you? Uh, I know you've been. You said you've been listening to a lot lately. What uh, what would you recommend? Yeah, I um, not in terms of listening, watching, and listening. I showed you. I I watched some while I was home with you on YouTube, but I really, really have gotten into Kill Tony. Um, it's Tony Hinchcliffe and Brian Redband created a show based around stand-up com- comedy where they give they, they have a bucket and you can sign up and they give new comedians, experienced comedians, what whoever wants to give it a try, they get one minute to do stand-up. And then they just go and just completely roast them, ask them a lot of just crazy questions. Try to they just have some regular comedians that are on there. Yeah, they're just trying to gauge this person, like, if they have the the right, uh, you know, that right mold to fit a, a comedian or to fit in with the comedians, I feel. it's a It was a cool yeah. show. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's a good way. It'd probably be a really good way to find up-and-coming um, comedians. Yeah, it gives, it gives them 
you know, it helps them find people that are really good, and they give them shots at shows, and it also also helps them build material and uh, just paying it forward for giving people opportunities on a stage that they wouldn't have had in the past. But it's just also super funny. It's a good letdown. Uh, Becky and I enjoy watching them together. Uh, but they're just crude. I mean, it, it, in a woke society, it's really fun and really enjoyable to just let comedians go wild or like have comedians that are going wild and just saying, you know, shit that people in society would be so offended about but it's just a joke it's just a joke it's yeah it's about the intent it's about the intention and it's about getting laughs and and understanding that so it's a really fun show um if you are interested in watching um the joe rogan 500 that one was pretty funny um when they have a good guest they usually have guest spots on there so somebody comes and watches um and and roast with them um but it's just they have a lot of good guests and and one of the regulars on the show right now is david lucas is a big black dude that is just the ultimate roaster and and tony hinchcliffe is like the king of roast so it's fun to see them going at each other and (laughs) and just we'll have you laughing because they'll be uh, they'll make fun of each they'll be racist towards each other they'll make fun of each other's weight each other's looks and it's just like they're laughing and having a good time and this is what we have privilege in America is that we can say things without going to jail for it. Whereas in China, it's like you say the wrong thing. It's like you disappear. You yeah. Know? So or Russia. That. <laughs> yeah. Russians like yeah. they, uh, a lot of them commit suicide off a third story building, uh, with no intentions of it. <laughs> like for saying the wrong thing. And like that happens in a lot of countries. So we kind of got to take advantage of, having free speech and being able to say what we want and kind of enjoying that freedom as long as we still have it because I know that uh, it's something that's kind of disappearing. Yeah, it's society is society is kind of policing itself in terms of like uh, yeah, um, oppression in terms of free speech and I am wholeheartedly on board with that you shouldn't be saying things to people that are hurtful or intending to to damage them but in terms of comedy it's for fun and for laughs and and just jokes so yeah the intention is totally different than if i was out on the street protesting and said something really nasty to you so i agree important to remember i agree all right dude well uh countdown is two days uh i'm excited to see see you guys here i know i'm excited I can't wait to, uh, we'll probably get a good episode in there too, and uh, we'll have a couple nights together, so I'm excited. Same. I mean, he's going to be stoked to see you guys. <laughs> I know, I can't wait for that too. Yeah. So. Alright, well, it was All good right, talking everybody. to you. Peace out. Deuces.